Welcome to Grow Up. Insights on how businesses can use technology to grow better. Please welcome your hosts, Jason Parkinson and Mark Hammer. It's the Grow Up Podcast. Hi, it's Jason Parkinson. And I'm Mark Hammer. And today we're going to be talking about paid digital advertising. There's some pros, there's some cons, and a ton of different ways that you can invest your dollars into marketing your business online through paying other companies to show your ad. Yeah, like Google, Facebook, yep. LinkedIn, Instagram, absolutely, etc. All, all of the players, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get into that in just a minute. But first, another postable quote from Christy Sparling. Christy? Make your marketing so useful people would pay for it. Jay Bear. Before you can receive value, it is important to give it. While there's understandable hesitation on investing in resources and producing content that you're giving away for free, it proves to prospects that you have something serious to offer. Show potential customers that you are an authority. Help them answer questions. When it comes time to partner with a company for a long-term solution, who do you think they're most likely to choose? Jason? Thanks, Christy. Yeah, making your marketing so useful that people would pay you for it. That is such an important mantra today. Profound. Yeah, here in 2019, I mean, there's just so many ways that people are blasting out messages that are completely irrelevant to 90% of the people who are seeing them. And I think that you can really shift that by by taking a strategic approach to how you're helping customers instead of just interrupting. Oh, yeah. If you lead with being helpful, you will be amazed at what that can do for your business. I know. And that kind of brings us into this conversation of paid digital advertising. So when we're talking about paid ads, what are we talking about? So there are many different types of paid ads. Uh, as I mentioned before the break, you can do paid advertising on social media. So really any social channel you can name off the top of your head, most likely you can advertise on that. You can also go through Google and that's it. That's ads uh, in people's search results. Okay. So when someone searches for any type of question or any type of your result uh, key term, Mm -hmm. yeah, you can place your results above the organic search results or sometimes on the sidebar. Okay. Then there are also uh, display ads. That's uh, banner ads, little square ads on websites, occasionally the kind of ads that drive you insane when they <laughs> cover the entire web page yep. or pop up out of nowhere. Right. And so those are are typically the kind that uh, traditional media outlets, radio stations, mm-hmm. TV stations, TV companies, yeah. rather, will will start with when they're trying to get make, into the digital space. Yeah, kind of yeah. make, make yeah. inroads into the digital world because it's what they know. It's yep. a it's a newspaper ad just slapped onto a website instead yeah. of a printed page. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned display ads. You know, I look at that as what I would kind of call a hybrid ad. It's kind of this cross between a traditional advertisement and a digital advertisement. Yeah. Same with things like pre-roll video. So when people are watching YouTube, you can see pre-roll video ads that play before the YouTube video. That's just a TV commercial, essentially. That's another kind of what I would call a hybrid ad. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and then and then even like um, the ads that you hear on digital platforms like Pandora or Spotify, right? That's another hybrid type ad. It's it's a radio commercial, just instead just of terrestrial radio. Yeah, you're doing it in in digital radio, and so a lot of um, a lot of media companies. You know, you you mentioned this, Mark, when they're trying to get into the digital game, and everybody is now, right? In fact, here in Peoria. Every TV station, every radio station, every outdoor advertising billboard company, newspaper, everybody has a digital department and they have digital 
um, ads that you can buy and they say that, you know, we can do your website and we can handle your digital advertising, like just come to us. And here's what oftentimes these companies don't tell you. Um, there's there's really just one or two companies in the United States that handles all of the ad placement for all of these organizations. And in fact, here in the Peoria market, there's actually um, several different uh, competitors here that all use the same fulfillment company to get these <laughs> ads placed. And again, it's just it's the same model that everybody's used to. It's it's just taking up an inventory slot right in somebody else's product. So right. if you're running a, um, you know, a, a digital ad, whether it be a banner ad or whether that be a, a geofenced ad that's just showing a display ad when you get to a certain you know point or or even some of the things that they're doing in social media all of these things are still interruptive advertising messages correct that just come up at random for the target audience that you're looking to sell and, and i am just one man but i can say that i skip every single one of those kind of advertisements with extreme <laughs> prejudice. In yeah. fact, when my Spotify station starts playing an audio ad, I just leave <laughs> and then I come back later and let it play while I'm not listening until yeah. the songs come back. Like I, it, if anything, it creates animus between yeah. me, the consumer and you, the company trying right. to sell me something right now. This some of these things and I'm going to be very honest with you here. If you're a business owner and you just like hearing your name or like seeing your banner and it's just kind of an ego thing for you. Oh, then that's for you. That's for you. And that and that's <laughs> sure. why I like, you know, some people just like seeing their brand on TV and they just like having their name and logo great big on a billboard. I can think of Tons of realtors that just, you know, they they just enjoy that kind of recognition of their face in a market. And it has some I mean, there's there's some value to having a recognizable face. Absolutely. If you're in in a realtor is a great example. Like, yeah. So we're not here faulting those people for no. that uh, proclivity. No. That's not understandable. Yep. But. I also would challenge them to look a little bit more strategically at how do they consume media and they have to realize that that's exactly how their customers do too. Right. Right. So I don't know how many people are running pre-roll YouTube ads. I would never invest money in that because no. I just sit there and stare at the countdown timer. And as soon as I get to the <laughs> three seconds and I can skip the ad, boom. Oh, it's instant. I'm not instant. I'm not sitting around waiting, waiting on it. And I would venture to say most of our listeners today probably are in that same boat. And think about display advertising. How many times did you make a purchase decision based on a banner that showed up at the top of Oprah.com or a banner that, you know, showed up on the sidebar of Fox News? None of none of these things are are, you know, really driving purchase decisions. Now, where the caveat is, is impulse buys. So if you own a restaurant, I think that that can still be an effective way for you to reach people. If you um, if you have something that somebody can make a decision on that is a, a real quick thing, it's not a considered purchase. It's more of an impulse. Yeah, inexpensive. Easy. Yeah, is it? Yeah, an easy thing to do. Or if you just have a ton of money and you want to invest in branding yourself, great. Display ads are display ads are great for that, and pre roll ads and everywhere else. If you just want to be everywhere, that's that's something too. One way to do it. But for most customers, they need to be more strategic with their marketing budget. They need to be streamlined on where they should spend their money to drive the maximum amount amount of results. Right and. 
back to paid advertising, you can do that with paid advertising. Google ads are a great example of this, and Google's in the display game as well, but what I'm talking about are search um, search engine marketing, so paying in in search engine result placement. And so Google AdWords, now it's just called Google Ads, but essentially being able to get your business to show up at the top of those results when somebody has a need. That is not an interruptive advertisement. That is a very well-timed, inbound type ad. It's relevant. It's relevant to exactly what they're searching. If I go to my Google and I type in, um, you know, how do I repair my dryer and Sherman's or, you know, Best Buy or one of these companies that has, you know, that type of service shows up at the top of those results. It's super relevant to me. And it's a way to get your business shown you know, kind of at the at the top of the results quickly. Yeah. And zooming out, that's really the entire reason why outbound is falling out of favor and inbound is is now, you know, in because in your pre-roll YouTube ad example, like when when Nissan shows me a car commercial before my song comes on, like I don't want to buy a Nissan. I wanted to listen to DMX. Like, just play my play my video. Yeah. I I don't want a car. Like, what what are you doing? Right. Uh, in contrast, if you know you are spending money with Google Ads, you will know uh, with a great deal of confidence that the people that are seeing your advertisement most likely have something some kind of need that has to do with your business because they sought you out they sought out whatever it is that that you're selling be it a product or a service and so that distinction is huge because if you are just peppering the landscape Mm -hmm. with your advertisements and again from a branding perspective that may be a valid play but if you are looking for again for smaller businesses without unlimited budgets they need to be very careful about where their dollars are going and just a spray everywhere and hope that somebody happens to need whatever it is that I'm selling at the time, that is a really risky proposition because chances are you're going to annoy more people than you capture or interest. It's this concept of, you know, it used to be all about always be closing. Like that's what they always taught salespeople, always be closing. And it's really changed now. It's now always be helping right and it comes back Good to point. this this quote we had earlier with Christy the from Jay Bear make your marketing so useful people would pay you for it if you're creating content whether that be blog posts or ebooks or any type of you know video content anything that's helpful that's educating somebody that has a need for your product on on how you can truly help them and it's not interruptive instead you're maybe using Google ads or maybe you just have a really great um, SEO search engine optimization strategy to show up on that front page of Google, um, you're going to be helping somebody and people will remember that and they will choose you as a brand when it's time to make that, you know, to make that purchase. Yeah. And that's naturally endearing when you're helping people when they're, you know, looking for help. It's really logical when you just sit and think about it for a second. And again, as you brought up earlier with your uh, challenge to realtors and other people who are putting out advertisements that are just their own logo and own Mm -hmm. face and own business again and again, how do you interact with ads and marketing messages? Yeah. And if those kind of things annoy you, then chances are they're annoying the people that you're trying to reach. So if you are, uh, you know, 
if you're endeared to companies who are helpful or mm-hmm. you feel like, wow, that this company brought up, you know, this blog came up or this article showed me how to paint my my downstairs basement and now mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm <clears throat> I'm searching for a type of paint and hey, why not the people that showed me this tip on right. cutting in? Right. Like if if that's how you receive those, like it just stands to reason that that is how your consumers will too. Right. And there's va- there's validity in being top of mind, right? There there's certainly you know something to be said about um, paying a lot of money so that you can be everywhere, so that people just think of you when it's time for your product or service. There's definitely validity in that. But for a smaller company, it's not so much about being top of mind. It's way more affordable to be just in time. Okay, great point. Sh- shift this model from top of mind to just in time so that when somebody's looking for the product, they're actively seeking it out. You're showing up just in time when they need it. And you can do that for such a fraction of the cost of what it would take to, you know, to to blow a huge marketing spend oh, on, yeah. on traditional advertising or display ads or pre-roll you're, you're completely right. And and obviously that top of mind versus just in time thing, if if we're talking to Pepsi, like <laughs> Pepsi can afford to just be top of mind. Yeah. They can afford to have a flame out Kendall Jenner commercial that bombs. They can afford <laughs> they can afford any number of flops because their pockets are just bottomless. Yeah. Just like, yeah, is it nice? Like if I could get a haircut every day, would I? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm not a millionaire. I can't do that. Sure. So I'm going to have to settle for, you know, sure. once every two weeks. Yeah. And in the same way, if you're a smaller business, yeah, you just the the onus is on you to act more strategically because the you know, again, every marketing dollar is felt a little more. Yeah. You can't just afford to flops wherever. Yeah. You need to really think through where is the maximum impact going to happen and being just in time is a way that you can edge out some of those giants yeah. that are top of mind and outsmarting your, everywhere. Outsmarting your competition instead of outspending them. That's absolutely right. Now, I will put a caveat to this here. Everything has to be looking looked at through the strategic lens of who are my ideal customers, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I am not saying blanket, you know, as a blanket statement that you should not be advertising on TV, billboard, radio, any of these mediums. Of course not. Because there are a lot of businesses that that is where their target customer is. That's the primary way that they consume information. Anybody who's trying to target that Gen X or that baby boomer, you know, that that may be a valid channel for them. Um, But when it comes back around to this idea of paying for digital advertising, banner ads and pre-roll video and things that are what I would call more of a traditional digital hybrid um, are not an effective way to reach people almost at all because your your baby boomer and Gen X generation that you may reach them with those types of things, they're not consuming that online necessarily. And your millennials and your Gen Z and younger are consuming that information online and they're skipping those ads or dodging them at every chance they can get. Absolutely. Even ad blockers now, like Safari um, on Apple, if you've got an iPhone, um, there's some ad blocking that's just like built in now because, you know, oh, Safari's that became to- a multi billion dollar business overnight yeah. because everyone collectively agreed we got to get rid of these pop up ads. And so ad blockers took off. So before your 10 second takeaway, my final thoughts here are this. Consider advertising with Google. Consider advertising with social media networks where it makes sense. 
but don't be spending a ton of your money in in some of these digital channels that are just really a traditional digital hybrid and instead work with a company who can who can really help you with the strategy of how you should be reaching people online that'll meet your your end goal. That honestly sounds like a 10 second takeaway. Hey, I'm glad I summed it up for us. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to the Grow Up podcast today. We've got a lot more on the docket for you. In fact, this is a podcast and next week we're going to be talking about podcasts. Super meta. Yeah, right. And how you can potentially use a podcast like we are to help you grow your business. So stay tuned. Yep. Looking forward to that. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for listening to Grow Up. For more information about the topics discussed in today's show, visit onefire.com slash grow up. This has been a One Fire production.